welcome to another episode of Teachers Care Society, the podcast that talks about all news and development in the educational field. We have a good show for you today, as today we'll be discussing the importance of sign language and the benefits of teaching it from an early age. We will also be discussing about deaf culture and the importance of recognizing it. So without further ado, let's jump right in. Welcome back. Welcome back. So sign language in the classroom. Let's quickly look at how teachers are currently using sign language in the classroom. First things first, teachers use it to manage student behavioral learning. If a student is being disruptive or they need redirecting, the teacher could sign the correct behavior. Sign language in the classroom also helps students stay engaged. You can pair signing numbers throughout the day, signing the alphabet. Any nursery rhymes can be sung in sign as well. Now, signing also assists in speech and language development. It also promotes positive peer-to-peer communication and interactions. This is vital for the social and emotional learning. Now, Let's jump straight into our first topic, and that is about a petition in the UK calling for all schools to teach sign language. As of today, there are more than 100,000 signatures on that petition. Now, the reason behind this is to make the schools and the world more inclusive. If you take into consideration that there are more than 50,000 children in the UK with hearing impairments and less than 10 mainstream schools that teach British sign language, It just doesn't make too much sense. If we look at the statistics here in the United States, then about every two to three out of every thousand children are born with detectable level of hearing loss in one or both ears. For American adults, approximately 15% age 18 or older report some trouble hearing. To summarize, that's about 432 million adults and 34 million children are hard of hearing or deaf. There are currently 45 states that have recognized ASL as a modern language for public schools, with hundreds of colleges and universities across the United States offering ASL classes. One of the five states that have yet to recognize ASL as a legally recognized language is Nebraska. They want to change this, citing not only recognizing the language, but also the culture. Iowa was the most recent state to recognize ASL as a language a few years ago, and now Nebraska wants to join this list. It's not that Nebraska doesn't support it. They have full support from the deaf and hard of hearing community, even the allies. It's just that they feel they are often overlooked since they have a smaller deaf community. The statistics are about 20% of Nebraska residents have some sort of hearing loss and about 1% are culturally deaf. Now, I'm not a member of the hard of hearing or deaf community, but there is a culture that needs to be addressed. Those who are hard of hearing or deaf have their own values and belief. This is an entirely new language. It is a complex, complete language consisting of signs made with facial expressions and body language. Signing varies from countries and region, just like a spoken language. 
Like take, for example, Spanish. You have dialect that changes from countries and regions as well. This leads to distinguishing between deaf and hearing culture. Looking at deaf culture, it is rude to hold someone's hands while signing, which basically is equivalent of me putting my hand to your mouth while you're talking. We need to address that being deaf is not considered a disability, so when the term hearing impaired is used, it is often frowned upon as it implies the individual is lacking something. The deaf and hard of hearing culture is something that I am not a part of because I am not deaf or hard of hearing, but this isn't the case for all situations. In certain situations, hearing people can be part of the deaf culture, and this usually happens when hearing children are born to deaf parents. Usually, these hearing children hold the same values and worldviews as members of deaf culture. Deaf culture is important because it allows people to be who they are and it allows them and it is what makes them unique. Now, we don't have a clear understanding of when sign language originated. We know that most people agree that it began about 200 years ago and has grown to what it is now. But like all modern language, sign language has different accents, rhythms, rules of pronunciation, word order, and grammar. Just like an individual might recognize the region a person is from, if they're speaking Spanish because of their dialect, the same can be said in deaf culture. A member of the deaf culture can identify when a person has learned sign language simply by observing the way they sign. If you're starting ASL, then that's great. And you need to accept that it's not going to be perfect in the beginning. It's going to be awkward and that's fine. Just like learning any new language, practice makes perfect. So practice as much as you can. Don't be afraid of using paper and pen when you don't know. I'm sure you've seen the videos of those of the deaf and hard of hearing community trying to order new drive through using a mobile app or writing it down. So go ahead and try. Even if you don't know the words, you can go ahead and write it. They will appreciate all the effort. Now, signing is not limited to any specific group of people. Although it is commonly utilized by those of the deaf and hard of hearing community, there's also those who are, have Down syndrome or autism spectrum that use sign as well. I teach special education and I try to use sign language as often as I can, especially during calendar and circle time. I want all my students to participate as much as they can. And one of the easiest way of doing this is by using sign and sign allows everyone to participate all at once without worrying about audio sensory overload. Working with diverse learners, even, even English language learners, we see the benefits of using sign as it helps learners formulate mental pictures. When using sign with teaching, it creates a multi-model experience for new pathways in the brain for storage and information retrieval. Using sign also allows us to communicate with each other without having to interrupt someone. So let me explain. You could be expressive, expressively communicating with the class, maybe for circle or calendar time. And perhaps one of the students needs redirecting. What you can do is make eye contact with that student and sign the correct behavior. 
just like I would show them a behavior icon, whether it's calm hands, quiet mouth, listening ears, etc. I've done this plenty of times and I was signed to the student without essentially interrupting the lesson. I could continue the lesson and that student will be redirected. Now, the roles could reverse where a student could request for help, bathroom, food, or anything really, and they wouldn't interrupt me teaching. I could make eye contact with them and sign acknowledging the request. We use nonverbal communication every day outside the classroom. So sign language is just an extension. When working with English language learners and special needs students, eye contact is very important because without having that eye contact, then there is communication loss. There's no need to do signing if you have no eye contact. Now, sign language provides lots of more learning opportunities and interactions. It allows for better social skills as all students are taught a way to communicate with everyone, even if some students are nonverbal. I am fully aware of the stigma that comes with teaching sign language with special needs students as families and caretakers worry that it will hinder the development of spoken language. But research has shown that this is simply not true. Signing will help them communicate faster. When you pair the sign with the spoken word, then the students will see the communication and the connection between the two. So here's some examples of how you sign. First one is signing all done. This is great for transitioning through activities, particularly from a non-preferred to a preferred. Signing and saying all done gives students a verbal and auditory cue that it is time to switch activities. Another one I use is put away or clean up. I use this when it's time to clean up the food or toys, basically getting ready for an, our next activity. You could also even pair this up with a cleanup song. And by the end of that song, students know that it is time to have all the materials put away. Another one I use is help please. Now this is very important because we don't want our students to get frustrated when they're trying to communicate something with us and we don't understand. If they ask for help, then we can avoid this frustration and we can help the student what is, with what is it that they need help with. Another one is signing for bathroom. This is great whether they're potty trained or not. This is great as it gets this routine, letting the students know or them letting us know that they need to use a bathroom. Another one is break. This goes hand in hand with students asking for help. If the students are getting tired or they're just not in the mood for learning during that working session, then you can have them request for a quick break. Of course, you can deny this break if you notice that the students are constantly using this all the time to elope from the activity. You could also sign first, then break. For example, first work, then break. Now, this leads me to the last sign that I use, which is wait. We want to teach our students how to have patience. Again, when using signing wait, I would pair this with a first then sign, even symbols. If we are using this in a learning session and the students wants to move on, I could have them sign wait 
For example, first read, then speak, or first listen, then speak. Teaching patients is quite tricky. So signing wait is a great tool for letting students know that it is not quite time for something else. Now, I need to bring up the fact that deafness is not acknowledged as a learning disability, which means that the education system doesn't cater adequately for those who are hard of hearing or deaf. Schools are at risk of losing funding if they do not have in-person classes, which will only further worsen the situation. If we go back to the situation in the UK, there are a few specialist teachers of death across England, with 60% of them going to retire in the next 10 to 15 years. Support only gets worse for these children as they get older and move on to secondary school. In secondary school, there's a ratio of about one specialist teacher for every 80, 80 students. Obviously, there is a demand here in the United States for ASL interpreters, with the demand going to increase by 90% that start from 2018 going all the way to 2028. What's sad to think is that there are more opportunities for those of the hearing community who speak ASL, but we just don't have enough resources to support the hard of hearing or deaf community. We need to be providing resources from a young age to help with employment opportunities. Let's just look at the SPED population for a bit. There are children who are nonverbal who greatly benefit from learning sign language. Working with SPED students, I've learned very basic sign language, and I see how frustrating it was for these students to try and express what they wanted, their feelings, their needs, and they just couldn't. Teaching sign language from an early age teaches students how to express themselves and communicate vital information to their peers, their teacher, and family members, especially when the students are nonverbal. Now, why would you make a child who cannot speak frustrated? Which is why I use sign language. Now, I am also aware that there is assistive technology like communication boards, but sometimes signing is just so much quicker. Now, teaching sign language isn't just beneficial for children who are deaf or hard of hearing. It is also beneficial for those hearing children if we look overseas in Europe, as they're finally returning back to in-person teaching, and even some parts of the United States, the requirement for both the social distance and wearing masks has left those hard of hearing struggling to understand what the teacher is saying. We have seen the rise of transparent masks to try and tackle this problem. And the reason of these transparent masks is allows for lip reading. However, not all parts of the Europe have approved such masks. We already know that sign language communication uses a lot of facial expression. The Secretary General of the European Deaf Students Union, Govino Giuspina, stated that using sign language was not a solution because each student would require their own interpreter. The truth is that even with all this advanced assistive technology, like closed captioning, closed captioning, sign language, and Google read and write, sometimes the best solution is something simple like a clear mask. Now, I want to wrap this episode up reminding people that deaf people are not disabled. They have their own language and culture. They are a linguistic minority group that we need to acknowledge and we need to learn to be more inclusive. 
If you don't know where to start for teaching sign language, well, start with yourself. When using sign language, then no learner gets left out. Practice signing as much as you can. We know students learn best when concepts are introduced and connected in meaningful ways. For example, if you want to start introducing sign language into your normal routine, then do it when students find it meaningful. For example, when it is snack or recess or lunch and a student needs help opening a bag, then you can introduce the sign for open please or help please. Before we wrap this episode up, I just want to make sure to give a big thank you to all you listeners. Thank you and see you next time. This has been another episode of Teachers Care Society.